Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I'm Mike. What are we smoking today, Nate? We are smoking a Gurkha, a vintage 2001, which is strange to think that anything uh, during my lifetime could be considered vintage anything. <laughs> yes, this looks wonderful. It really does. It's a really nice torpedo. Double torpedo. Indeed. It's a good start. A very good start. Are you pairing this with anything, Mike? Uh, White Russian. Not a traditional uh, cigar pairing, but had a rough weekend. Have you heard of the um, Iron Butterfly? No. It's basically a White Russian, except instead of the cream, you use something like rum chata. So it's another kind of liqueur you add. So it's got a little bit sure. more potency. Uh, I'm going with a something new to me, a Joseph's Brow Hefeweizen. Uh, and this is, I believe, a Trader Joe's special, but it's brewed out of the Joseph Brow Brewing Co. in San Jose, California. Very nice. And it's um, unfiltered wheat. So uh, you had a rough weekend, and I had a rough week. <laughs> so Monday, our water heater went out. And by going out, I mean uh, it was leaking from the vents, so we had to get uh, so we had to get that replaced. Uh, shout out to Keith, one of our listeners, for helping me with that because that was a little over my skill set. And uh, and then Tuesday, I uh, was going to go to a concert with our listener and one time guest so far, Dev, and he was asking, "Hey, who uh, who's going to drive?" because uh, we're neighbors. And I said, oh, it doesn't matter to me. And so I was standing out in my driveway and I kind of looked over at my car and I'm like, huh, I don't think that was there before. And so I thought, and there's a, a pipe laying on the ground underneath my car. And um, it was my exhaust pipe. And I got down to look at it and sure enough, it was uh, sawed off. So my catalytic converter got stolen. So Dev, uh, Dev had to drive to the concert and back, but, uh, and he also helped me uh, fix this in a totally legal, non-illegal way. So, uh, with the help and aid of Campbell's Soup, not a sponsor. <laughs> I uh, are you willing to talk about how you fixed it on the show, or is that something for? Yeah, no, nah, I don't care. Um, you can you can go online and Google all these comments and things, um, and I'll tell you. A couple, I can tell you a couple of the reasons behind, but this is actually going to like kick into our topic for this episode. So, okay, it might be worthwhile talking about, but, um, but yeah, so far the cigar is really nice and I'm digging it. I am too. I am too. So, I don't know much about cars. I drive a 2000, 2004 Honda Civic, it's a hybrid and it's a manual transmission. Uh, it's almost 20 years old, and it's a car in Minnesota, meaning it's got rust, and uh, the rust gets bigger every year. And I park out in the driveway because we only have a one-car garage, and Sarah's got a newer newer car than I do, so we keep that one kind of nice and out of the elements. And I just kind of assumed that with it being a manual, nobody would want to steal it. And two, just kind of like looking at it, I was hoping people would look at it and say, you know what, this guy suffers enough in life. Uh, let's let him keep his catalytic converter. However, that is not the case. So apparently you can get like three to $500 for a catalytic converter. Yes, you can. Even though it's illegal to buy them. Well, tell that to uh, whomever. But, mm -hmm. and I think, 
and we'll get into this in a little bit, but, uh, and so they're, and they're more valuable if they come from a hybrid car. I don't know that mine's fully considered. I mean, it says hybrid on it, but it's really more like a battery assist. Sure. Uh, Cause it's only four cylinders. So the battery will kind of kick in when you're trying to accelerate and stuff just to assist you. It's never going to switch over to full battery mode. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. It doesn't run on battery and then have the main motor be a pony. No, this is, uh, it's, I mean, it's from 2004, so it's like one of the earliest, I'm sure, available kind of like hybrid technology type of things. So uh, so anyway, of course, Dev was home because we were going to the concert, and I asked him, I'm like, hey, man, like somebody jacked my catalytic converter. Should I, should I even bother filing a police report? And he said, well, you know, you can if you like doing a lot of paperwork. And I don't, so I didn't because... Like what? They're gonna find they're gonna find this catalytic converter somewhere and bring it back to me, and then I still have to put it right. back on. And then I was kind of looking at like um, catalytic converter costs, and we're talking like twelve hundred bucks for a twenty year old car that I don't think I could even get five hundred dollars for if I sold it to the scrapyard. You know what I mean? Right. And then if I get a new catalytic converter, I'd have to put a catalytic converter protector thing on it. Like have somebody weld the cage on, and that's another. I was looking like another nine hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. It's a twenty-year-old car, and technically, you can drive a vehicle without a catalytic converter. It's not a not a necessary component of operating a motor vehicle. Right. In fact, if you remove a catalytic converter, and I'm not saying you should do this because this is illegal, you actually get more horsepower and better fuel efficiency by not having a catalytic converter. Oh, growing up, it was very common for the hillbilly people to remove their catalytic converters and stripe pipe usually to increase horsepower and noise. Yes. I will tell you, it was very noisy uh, <laughs> when I pulled it up onto the onto the ramps to, uh, to fix it. I bet it was noisy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not having a catalytic converter is known to the state of California to cause cancer. And in the state of California is one of the few states, or maybe more states do it now, but I think that some of the East Coast states do. Uh, Minnesota here does not do uh, vehicle emission testing or vehicle inspections, right. uh, which I guess they do in some other states. Even like I think Michigan does does them, or no, uh, wherever Nantucket is does them. Having a cat doesn't necessarily mean anything because if the baffles come loose, this is my understanding, and I am not a car expert. If the baffle comes loose, uh, first of all, it rattles really bad. Like my truck, pretty sure the catalytic converter is damaged. So it's doing nothing. Potentially, it's causing me to get worse gas mileage. You know, I yeah. should just cut it out. But, uh, and then it rattles. But that's illegal, It's not Mike. doing its job either. This hypothetical situation of what I did to remedy this is purely hypothetical and not what I actually did to remedy this. Got you. So what I did to remedy this was we just straight piped that bitch. And what did you use? Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically, so, yeah. Yeah, hypothetically. <laughs> well, since I couldn't drive my car because the exhaust pipe was actually laying on the ground and still attached to the muffler and the exhaust pipe in the back, right? So it was kind of going to dig into the road and potholes and like rip the whole rest of the assembly off. So I couldn't really drive it to go get parts. And I don't have an auto parts store nearby. But Dev, shout out again to Dev um, and to Keith because they were kind of like our two heroes this week with all of the stuff that went. Uh, went just shit walls. So anyway, he uh, he picked up some 
some um, exhaust pipes because you can go buy like two foot sections of like test pipe at automotive stores. And so what it's used for is to bypass your catalytic converter to see if something else is the cause of the issue or if it's catalytic converter. So, and I was told after I first bought my car because it's had the check engine light on for probably 20 years now that the catalytic converter was bad on mine. So apparently mine wasn't even working to begin with. And Somebody, I guess, kind of did me the favor of getting rid of it. But so he got all these uh, fittings and couplers and things and then some clamps. And uh, we hypothetically got this all assembled up. And what the uh, criminals did was they jacked up just on, not on a jack point on my frame. Uh, so they bent the front frame quite a bit. <laughs> and then what they did was they started a cut on the exhaust pipe after the catalytic converter. And then they decided they're about halfway through the, the pipe and they decided, oh, no, 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 let's cut a little closer to the catalytic converter. So they left a half a cut there. And then they cut as close to the where it comes out of the actual engine as they possibly could. So we had to, hypothetically, we had to uh, flange one of these connectors using my vice grip. And we had to flange it so it fit over this bit. And we had to angle grind a clamp off because they didn't leave us enough room to straight pipe it, hypothetically speaking. I mean, there's criminals and then there's dickwads. And these people were definitely dickwads because he could have cut it and left me enough room to just have an easy straight pipe. But no, they did not. So we got that all uh, all hooked up on Friday. And uh, then we realized that that first initial cut that they made and left in there was rather large. And it was going to be putting out a bunch of um, uh, you know exhaust and some noise. So I was like, well, okay, I'll go get some sheet metal. Yeah, we'll just wrap that over there and get some clamps and whatever, and it'll be good. Well, I go to the store, and the sheet metal is pretty thin, but it's way thicker than I could physically bend. And my exhaust tube is only an inch and a half. So there's no way I'm bending a, a piece of sheet metal to an inch and a half circumference. Right. Like, it's too thick. And uh, I, asked to, I asked one of the older guys that was working there, and he's like, ah, there's machines that do it. Uh, but he said it in a way that implied to me that those machines are not not cheap and you don't just buy one for a weekend project. Uh, then I went up to plumbing and electrical because he was like, maybe there's a, like an overclamp you can do. Well, I found this uh, self-fusing tape that you can use for plumbing, and its temperature rating is 500 degrees Fahrenheit. So then, of course, yes. because I have the internet in my pocket, I needed to find out how hot exhaust is. Well, it's 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit. So because I know some basic math, 500 is way less than 1,200, at least by a few hundred degrees. Uh, I was looking on Amazon, and I had previously looked at an article that said you can take a beer can and some JB Weld and patch a hole in your exhaust pipe using that. And I thought, that's pretty redneck. And I also thought that, gee, a... A uh, beer can is awfully thin, and I don't think that would stand up to the heat either. I think that would burn through pretty quickly. So I found this exhaust tape on Amazon, not a sponsor. It was, you know, like 10 bucks, and it, it was specifically designed for exhaust pipes. And this guy was like, hey, save your money. Just get a soup can and some hose clamps, and you'll be good to go. And I thought, gee, that sounds swell. So I went and bought a can of chicken noodle soup, uh, Campbell's, not a sponsor. And I ate that bitch up and gave some to my daughter and she ate some too. And then I rinsed it and JB welded and hose clamped that motherfucker right up there, hypothetically speaking. Nice. And does it seal, at least for your ear? Yeah, it, it sounds, it's quiet. It's, it's not as quiet as before the incident. 
but it's quieter than after the incident. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I actually took it for a cruise today and, uh, and my car kind of sometimes would lurch upon accelerate, accelerating and it doesn't do that anymore. And I think because the catalytic converter was bad that it was like gumming up my whole, my whole flow, man. And, uh, I was just blocked up and now I'm not. So, uh, but I did, uh, I do hear a little bit of a weird noise and I smelled some exhaust. So I might have to pop back down there and just make sure I completely covered that that cut because you know it was almost all the way through the thing and i think i did but you know when you're under a car and inverted or upside down or whatever it's hard to hard to see everything so right interesting you could uh i suppose you already bought the pipe you're already money in and say you cut the rest of it out whatever the section was theoretically I yes, theoretically. One piece. Theoretically. And so th- th- we theoretically, this cost was about $40 to do all this mm-hmm. fix, you know, with all the couplers and the straight pipe, uh, the dollar twenty nine, I think, for the can of soup, the $0.99 cents for the hose clamps, and that, that, would be your, that would be your theoretical cost of straight piping your car. So the reason that people have a catalytic converter is because it cuts down on the emissions, the pollution emissions. Right. And I, and I guess fairly drastically. I don't. I don't know. I don't have the numbers. Nobody really tells you because it's one of those things. It's hard to get a reputable uh, source on this because I was looking this up for our topic for tonight. Uh, how much does the catalytic converter um, prevent from leaking into into the atmosphere and stuff like that? And I can look again real quick uh, just before we get into the into the brunt of it. Um, but you can't. They won't tell you because it's illegal to drive without one. So it's kind of like when you go into a, a head shop in a state that doesn't allow marijuana sales and you want to buy a real nice chillum or something. And they have big signs saying, if you mention weed or marijuana, we have to ask you to leave. These are only for tobacco or personal display or something. Which is always hilarious. Yeah. And in cities like Fargo, at least when I was living there, all the head shops were in Moorhead because they had a city city ordinance against it. Okay. uh, It was the goofiest thing, you know? Yeah. I can't, I mean, so to replace a catalytic converter costs between $945 and $2,500 to fix a catalytic converter. Right. So it doesn't really, by how much do they, okay, so here we go. How much do they reduce um, pollution? This is the International Platinum Group Metals Association. So I'm sure that it's non-biased because they use a lot of platinum metals in in the um, in the converters, and that's why they're so expensive or uh, such a hot uh, hot thing to sell. Basically, it just says the use of a particulate filter in conjunction with a catalyst can reduce the particulate's mass by ninety percent or whatever. So I don't even know. Let's see, in 2015, uh, you know, it doesn't even really say like how much they do. It just says by by can re- can reduce like up to, and that's not. That's not what yeah, I would one call. One time like, in a lab test, they got ninety percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's our high water mark. So it could get that high again. Uh, it hasn't for a long time because we don't make money off of that. Yes. So yeah, I wonder how long or how many years a catalytic converter is good for realistically, because it's got to go yeah, bad. You would think. I mean, it's it's basically filtering, right? And I know they want every time I go right. to get my oil changed, which I don't go to get my oil changed because I can do it for a lot cheaper myself. But they're always like, oh, you got to replace your cabin filter. You got to replace your engine filter. And that's just regular. That's just regular air. So you have to imagine something filtering out like deadly harmful pollutants needs to replace more often. But maybe that's part of the problem, too, is they only sell them as a whole and you can't swap out the filter in them. Right. Or maybe they work through some kind of like chemical thing. I don't know. Yeah. 
Now, when I was working in the Badlands, I'd have to change out my cabin air filter and my engine air filter every 5,000 miles. So that's why I have a K&N yeah, well, there's so cabin much air dust filter. out there. Yeah, it's just dusty as shit year-round. And even in the wintertime, until there's snow on the ground, which usually is until January, it's dusty. Yeah. So you're talking nine months of dust, you know? Just awful. And you go through a set of windshield wipers three times a year because all the dust just cuts your... Oh, yeah. Yeah, just micro-abrades it. So I was having my moral conundrum about whether to theoretically, hypothetically straight pipe my car or do the right thing and the legal thing and put a brand new uh, several thousand dollar catalytic converter on a piece of shit. Uh, which is what I did. I did this. I did the latter thing, of course. Wink, wink. And well, yeah, yeah. You made a, a investment in your old uh, yes. Honda Civic, and I am, and I am totally not at all worried that somebody stole my catalytic converter, knows that I legally need another one, and uh, will probably come back to check to see if I went and put a new one on there just so they could steal it again. You know what I mean? Like you're right. if you're not if you're not fixing the problem, and people are like, well, you could spray paint your catalytic converter. Great. They don't give a fuck what color it is. Neither do the people buying it since it's illegal to buy one anyway. And it kind of reminded me of one of the jokes I saw online that I liked where it was, uh, sure, donate one kidney and you're a hero. Donate 15 and they start asking you, what are you doing with all these kidneys? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can't believe that people are still stealing shit like that when it's it's illegal to buy one. Yeah, uh, not illegal enough, I guess. Um, so I was having that moral dilemma. And then Elon Musk decided to blow up his spaceship. And then I remembered the thing that I read that there's like a handful of companies that are responsible for 70% of all the pollutants in the world. So yeah. maybe maybe a paper straw isn't that big a deal. Uh, so I wanted to talk about that. I want to talk about companies that pollute and that are terrible. Okay. I am about halfway through my cigar, by the way. Me as well. Yeah. Uh, do you want to wait uh, for our topic and just ramble this episode? No, because it's I don't have that much data or information okay. on these companies. So, I was just going to kind of read through the list, and then we can kind of talk about how evil they are and how they make us fight amongst ourselves to use plastic straws and reusable bags, and they're basically flushing you know nuclear waste into the rivers. Right. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm halfway through. Uh, so far, I like it. Like I like it too. Good. Way better than that beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I recall the beast is pretty good. The Beast was good. Yeah. The Beast was good. The Beauty was yeah, not, not not good. All right. So I've got this because uh, I wanted to do a comparison between cars and these corporations. So I think I think this will still be good. Uh, and this is from a totally non-biased site. Okay. Non-biased. No way, no how. Uh, it's treehugger.com. They are <laughs> I know firmly. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it says here, uh, this is really the only blurb we need from them. It says, according to the United States uh, Environmental Protection Agency, motor vehicles produce about 22% of total U.S. greenhouse gases in 2020. And, it's, and so this is funny because it says, making them the most significant contributor to the country's emissions? Are they, are they not good at math? I mean, 22% is not 100%. And then they do a bunch impossible. of like- uh, yeah, I know, and that's what we're going to try and, and, sh- and prove here because 22% and then probably the other 8% is, you know, like whatever you or I forget to recycle, right? And then the remaining 80% is corporations. Uh, so I don't know what their math is, and I don't really care uh, because it's treehugger.com. It's not, you know, like friendsoftheenvironment.org or something. And we did a whole nonprofit thing and how corrupt a lot of the nonprofits are too. So let's not get all bent out of shape about 
dissing on treehugger.com or save the earth.org or whatever. That's intense. Uh, did we ever talk about the Biden plan on having electric vehicles? On this yeah, show? we talked about that briefly uh, yeah. with uh, Simha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. So, what a fucking joke. Yeah, man. So let's see. This here says, uh, revealed the 20 firms behind a third of all carbon emissions. So I don't know how treehugger.com can say greenhouse gases at 22% is massive. And then this says there's 20 firms behind 33% of everything. And I'm sure there's more, right. you know, if you really broke down and everything. But this is strictly emissions. Uh, there was a whole article on uh, microplastics. Right. So there's more than one way to pollute the planet. And these corporations have found them all. And, you, you know, you can't just look at, at one thing. But even with cars being 22%, of the emissions, there's here's 20 companies that are responsible for 33% of the emissions. So this is like a, this is a, a apples to apples because cars do emissions and uh, and these companies do too. So it's kind of apples to apples, I guess. Uh, so do you know who's number one? And this is in billion tons of carbon dioxide. <laughs> of all the billion tons. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I know I know most of these. Uh, they're actually not on this list. Really? So, and these are, these are, these are like firms. So I don't know that they're actually like manufacturing companies. So the first oh, okay. one is, so they're uh, going to be like mining. This one is, uh, Saudi Aramco. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, the next highest is Chevron. And we've all heard of Chevron. Uh, then it's Gazprom, then ExxonMobil, then National Iranian Oil Company, BP, Royal Dutch Shell, Coal India, Pemex, Petroleos de Venezuela, PetroChina, Peabody Energy, ConocoPhillips, Abu Dhabi National Oil Co., Kuwait Petroleum Co., Iraq National Oil Co., Total SA, Sonatrek, BHP Billiton, and Petrobras. Petrobras? Petrobras? Uh, and those are like billions of, of whatevers. So That's I don't know that. They must be extremely wasteful in their extraction because I didn't hear any. Bakken oil field companies. Ah, uh, well, uh, yeah, it was one or two, but not Whiting or Hess or EOG or. But do they uh, do the same volume? Well, the Bakken oil field is the biggest oil field in the planet right now, so they're producing a lot of oil, and they do oil in Colorado, and they do oil in Texas. All those companies do. Okay. Yeah, they're big conglomerates. Yeah. And so, so, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, without kind of really going into a big, like, kind of expose type of episode, which is not mm -hmm. usually what we're about, right? Like, we're just kind of like, here's some general knowledge or a little bit deeper than surface level knowledge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I kind of thought, like, blowing up a spaceship would probably be more harmful to the planet than me theoretically straight piping my car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Owning a, uh, what is it, a mega yacht is definitely worse. Yeah, and and forcing a comp a country to take down a bridge and then reassemble said bridge. Right. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember where I was uh listening, but they were talking about the mega yachts. And yeah. one mega yacht produces eight hundred years worth of one person's annual CO two. Yeah. Per year. Well, and I read something too, and I don't know if it was Taylor Swift or if it was one of these other like Instagram influencers or somebody, uh one of the Kardashians maybe, I don't know. But it was somebody who was kind of like, they had a big like pro-Earth message and like anti-pollution message. And it's only, uh, well, it's end of April when we're recording this. 
Um, so we're only four months into the year, and they've already taken over 200 flights on their private jet. And they're trying to make people who follow them feel like shit because they wanted to use a straw that didn't disintegrate halfway through their beverage. Right. I've never had a problem with the paper straw, but I don't know. <laughs> I usually don't use a straw either. Yeah, I think it depends on um, whoever manufactures it because some of them have been fine for me, and some of them really do disintegrate really, really quickly. So I think it depends on how they make them. Interesting. Yeah, I've never had a problem, but I've also always only ever had ones that are like really large diameter, you know, like quarter inch at least on the inside of them. Oh, yeah. I think if they're uh, tightly wrapped enough, then it's okay. And if they're thick enough, thick walled enough, but if you get them that are kind of like, I don't know, shoddily manufactured, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. But interesting. Anyway, yeah, I just thought it'd be nice to, you know, call out some people that do an awful lot of polluting. Oh, the U.S. military is a major polluter, too. All military, all militaries are, but U.S. military is bad. Yeah. uh, Just because of the size and the amount of diesel. Think of all the diesel they burn, you know. Well, maybe one day we'll get tanks that run off the blood of our enemies. Right. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and I just, it was, I was mind-boggling about how, like, in, ineffectual or, uh, I don't know, what is it called, like, castrated our legal system is when it comes to, like, the catalytic converters. Because, you know, they're talking about passing harsher laws here in Minnesota about reselling them or, or doing um, doing a law that puts your VIN number on your catalytic converter. And it's like, well, okay, but... People are still buying them, even though it's illegal to buy them. So do you think they're going to care that a VIN number's on there that they can grind off really quick? Like, that's not a... I don't think that's a solution. No, it's totally pointless. What they don't want to do is make it so that there aren't people who are so desperate that they want to steal catalytic inverters. Yeah, heaven forbid we fix the problem of drug addiction or homelessness or poverty or anything else. You know, let's spend more money on these stupid fucking catalytic inverter things. Right. Even if I could sell a catalytic converter for $2,000, I wouldn't go around stealing them. That's just not a No, I, to- I totally steal my own and then just straight pipe it, theoretically. Yeah, theoretically. <laughs> but, I wouldn't go around and steal other people's catalytic converters, for sure. No. There's a lot of other good things you can steal. Not that I'm advocating <laughs> stealing, unless it's from the rich or these corporations. Right. Also, if you st- see st- someone stealing food from the store, uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> it all depends it all depends it's like the walmart <laughs> well, that closed depends in portland, on what you know? let's talk about it well it's like the walmart that closed in portland because they can't they can't get police to come and arrest shoplifters it's like well yeah. okay so now there are there's not a walmart anymore so the people that live in that community don't have access to that well in an area where you're getting a lot of theft from walmart there probably isn't a lot of other options as far as shopping and like for food, you know? Yeah. Well, were they shoplifting food or were they shoplifting like electronics? Oh, I'm sure they were shoplifting electronics and other shit like that. Uh, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's why I specified literally shoplifting. if you see somebody shoplifting food. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. Did you see the target lady? The target lady? Yeah, the target reparations lady. No. Oh, you should watch that video. It's fantastic. Okay. There was a, a woman, maybe in Minnesota, if it felt like that because of their accents, but yeah, uh, she tried to when go I, through I thought the they line. were headquartered here. They are headquartered here. Yeah, yeah, they are. But uh, she tried to go through the line with $1,000 worth of groceries, and she uh, 
forcefully requested reparations so that she could get a free thousand dollars worth of groceries. Okay. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, she got a little too aggressive with some of the employees for her own good. But. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a fine line between trying to screw over the corporation who's screwing over everybody and screwing over the employees who are just like you or I or the reparations lady, I'm sure, and just trying to go through your day and get your paychecks and go home and be taken advantage of by some other major corporation. I'm sorry, corporate person. Right. You know, I mean, then that's the thing. You have to, like, not everybody that works at these corporations is a mindless drone who wants to kill you. You know what I mean? Like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos for sure, but everybody else that works there, probably not. Not everybody else. There's got to be a handful of them, though. Yeah, I mean, the C-suite for sure, but... Mm -hmm. But yeah, when I I went to court, this was a long time ago, to fight a a yellow light incident (laughs) uh, in the middle of a snowstorm, of all things, and... uh, I got pulled over for going through a yellow light, and so I went to court to fight it. And there's this woman before me that got was in there for her like 15th shoplifting charge or something. She had stolen like two cans of soup. But the way that she was like kind of like, it was weird, man. Like the way she was responding to the judge and everything, like she, I, I think she got off on like going to court. You know what I mean? Like... Just got got a rush from doing that kind of stuff. And so she stole like two cans of soup or something. So it wasn't enough to toss her in jail or anything. But you go, yeah, you got to go to court and you got to settle your $2 bill or whatever. Did she get irate with the judge or what? Oh, no. She was thoroughly enjoying the whole proceedings. Like if she could have dropped her pants and like masturbated, I'm sure she would have. Really? Was she homeless? Like it was that weird with the body language. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe she was hopped up on something. I don't, you know, like, I don't know. But it was just one of those things where it like really stuck out because they were like, you're charged with stealing like a couple cans of soup. And I'm like, we're really wasting time on this. Like, couldn't you just take up, like, take up an offering of everybody in the courtroom right now and we'll just, we'll cover it and let's move on with our lives? Nope. Uh, there was a Walmart that I went to, this was years ago, and they had a donation bin in the front of the Walmart. But the donation bin was for the employees of the store. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I I saw that. I was like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> that's uh, that's what they call late stage capitalism, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think it was in the yeah. oil field during the height of the boom. Okay, but, it's not the yeah. it's not the capitalist system that's wrong. It's um, it's the communist um, millennials. Mm-hmm. Right. All those millennials who totally weren't the major workforce behind the last several boom cycles. Yeah. Those that were essential, but not essential paid. <laughs> right. Right. God, that's always funny, too. Essential. You're yeah. an essential worker. Fucking Maybe losers. pay them like that That then. You know what I mean? Oh, I really like the backlash uh, of the office pukes who said that it was psychologically damaging to not be called essential. It's like... You are being paid to work from home. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and you're sending emails and you're sitting on Zoom calls that shouldn't even be a Zoom call. It shouldn't even be an email, and yet you're spending a full hour listening to some asshat flap their flap their gums, you know? Right, because they have to have you busy for eight hours. Yeah, I don't want to be called essential. I don't want to be called at all. Don't Don't think about me. Leave me alone. Right. I would love to not be essential. All the people were like, oh, essential workers. And they're so brave uh, because they served me while I was out eating during the height of the pandemic. And it's like, maybe maybe you don't go out and eat in the middle of the pandemic, you fucking boomer. You know what I mean? Right. 
Yeah, and then they don't have to work. Not ever before workers were quote unquote essential workers. Yeah, uh, they did All the, the minimum wage worker pay in Minnesota, and it was one quarter of every of, of every uh, person in the yeah. state. Fucking goons. Yeah, dude. People that just don't understand like action, reaction, choices, and and reper- repercussions. You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy, dude. Crazy. So you uh, theoretically not not that you actually yes. did this. You went and got a stick of straight pipe and clamped it on with an adapter. Yeah. Yeah, okay. a couple of adapters and a couple of smaller little chunks um, to kind of make up the thing. And we were a little worried, hypothetically speaking, because they kind of cut it right when the pipe bent to go from the muffler. It went ran straight for a couple feet, and then there was a bend in it that shot over to the center of the car right underneath the engine. So, mm-hmm. but we, we hypothetically, theoretically, um, in the textbook, we got it to work, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and then the pipe was hanging so low because I feel like the catalytic converter might have been like actually bolted to the under undercarriage, and uh, so this pipe was hanging so low that we uh, in our textbook simulation we got the bottle jack out and jacked this pipe up and then got some of that steel like plumber's spool stuff you know like the the hanger yeah, stuff tape yep and. Um, and then we used that in the textbook illustrations anyway. Uh, and so hypothetically, that would work very well uh, to go through the uh, car and then hold that pipe up if one were to do that in a textbook setting. Yeah, in Minecraft. In Minecraft, <laughs> yes. if you were to do a vehicle repair. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Cool. So uh, did you look yeah. at the flex pipe? I looked at the flex pipe. That's what I used. Well, I used a variant of it for the uh, the bathroom fan right above my podcast studio in the garage. But yep. um, that stuff is like it's like it's like coiled, right? So it's like one layer and then the next layer and the next layer. So when when I tried to cut that at the end, I should never have cut it. I should have just shoved the excess up. Uh, but it kind of like started to unspool. And then it mm-hmm. like cut me, and I was bleeding, and I was screaming, and my buddy was screaming, and we were all screaming. But then it was all okay again. And so I thought, you know, I don't want to really mess around with that shit. Um, And here in Minnesota, anyway, if you go by the book, Captain, there's a lot of rust and salt. Salt on the road leads to rust. The flex pipe isn't as thick as other pipes. So I heard it degrades rather quickly. I I don't know. Possibly in a, a previous life, I used some to repair a muffler situation on a pickup truck and uh ah, textbook it, it author fun. yourself i see yeah oh yeah 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 i uh <laughs> theoretically i may have uh, popped a hole in a muffler and instead of replacing the muffler i just cut the fucker out <laughs> maybe yeah. and then put a piece of flex pipe in because it was in a real awkward spot underneath the truck <laughs> yeah well and i don't know that it's illegal to cruise around without a muffler unless you're like in a neighborhood where there's noise laws as long as you're not over the decibel limit, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You might still get so. hassled, but then you're going to have to, what, get get a audio meter out there and whatever. Yeah. But. I, I worked down in southern Minnesota, and the cop hassled me because my truck was too loud. And then yeah. um, I eventually got enough money, and I just put a regular muffler back on it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. The muffler was too loud, and the driver was too attractive. Next That's week, right. uh, nice ashes. Will Mike seduce the police officer or not? Tune in to find out. <laughs> <laughs> My employer threatened him. That's the end of the story. My employer threatened him. <laughs> nice. So, yes, the officer may or may not have had a girlfriend that was in high school. 
and oh. my employer was aware and threatened him. <laughs> isn't isn't that the uh, that's one of those things? Um, okay, so I'm just gonna ask, have you seen Mel Brooks films? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's good to be the king in America. That's right. It's good to be the cops. Oh yeah, yeah. You can have a girlfriend that's 17 all day in a small town yeah. in southern Minnesota. If you're all a cop day. or a politician, if you're a cop. right? Uh, and 17 is a little old if you're a Catholic. Hey oh. Hey, wrong gender too. <laughs> that is very true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was raised Catholic for all those listeners who got upset with that joke. <laughs> yeah. I have the right to say ne- negative things. You keep offering to help me go to the bathroom. Yeah, right. <laughs> Some habits die hard. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. No, I'm just kidding. Mike's been nothing but a perfect gentleman with me, except for our first uh, first meeting. Yes. Well, you know, got to be a twat every now and again. Yeah, it's good to know. You know, you got to keep yourself balanced and level. And you can't be level being good all the time. Mm. Oh, people that are good at two-shoes, I never trust. Uh, there's yeah. something going on, you know? There's some dark Yeah, secret. if you're not willing to, to straight pipe your car uh, in the textbook. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the Jehovah's Witnesses, you know? You just can't trust those people. Yeah. Did you hear? I heard a story... I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently somebody's mother convinced the Jehovah's Witnesses that they could give their their spiel if they like cleaned her windows, and so sure as shit they cleaned her windows. Wow! So they could I have give not their, heard that. give their speech. There's a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses who are window cleaners by profession. Oh, okay. I know that. Yeah, and apparently Serena Williams just got baptized as a full on Jehovah's Witness. Okay, which is fascinating. Is that her after she's a tennis player, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. Yeah, after her, her after tennis career then is door to door sales. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess that she was raised uh, Jehovah's Witness adjacent, and now after her career okay. is done, she's finally joined up. I know that there's a lot of really strict rules with that. Uh, so probably you know. no but, tennis. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any dressing up in like skimpy clothes and going on television and. Doing a lot of the shit yeah. that she did during her career. I'm not talking about tennis clothing either. I'm talking about her appearances on like red carpets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure she's been in some of those like swimsuit magazines and whatnot. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 I've never uh, looked at a swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated, but I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, me either. You know, I don't, like, okay, swimsuit. Cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, li- I grew up in the age of the internet. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not that interested in looking at famous people in swimsuits or whatever. Yeah, or or a lot of times normal people in swimsuits. Like it's not that interesting. No, no, it's not that crazy. Like, and no. it shouldn't be. Like it's a swimsuit. Like, yeah, everyone calm, everyone calm down. Right. Yeah, Ronda Rousey in a swimsuit is just like whatever. Or like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh yeah, in a yeah, swimsuit. Yeah. I'd be more interested in seeing that. <laughs> yeah that's fair enough <laughs> hillary clinton in a swimsuit oh boy uh, well we know where you would stand on a soca in a swimsuit so mm-hmm. i hear uh i hear daisy ridley is going to be a swimsuit in uh the new star wars movie is ray it's uh really? going to be star wars star wars 13 the jedi way of water uh it's going to be four and a half hours long some blue people will show up. 
some blue people with uh, their nipples conveniently covered with by their hair the entire time. Yeah. Did we, did we talk about? I I finally have watched uh, Avatar two, the longest uh, drink of water you're allowed to take. We covered it on not the on show. the not on the show. So I fell asleep because I was not interested at all in it. Um, I I was awake and then they kind of like took a long time to get out to the island people and then I just knew there was still like two and a half hours left and they were kind of doing like and I I sent Mike a text and I said in in summation it was something like uh, white people bad blue people good white people who clap blue people cheeks good whales good and really it just kind of made me want to watch Free Willy like I didn't care about all the rest of the stuff I just wanted to watch Free Willy (laughs) It definitely leans uh, very hard on watching it on a huge screen because it's very visually interesting, you know, extremely visually interesting, especially if you're drinking whiskey at the movie theater. Uh, yeah, I've, if you're drinking whiskey I, at a movie theater, it's not too bad. Yeah, I feel like if I had been well rested and had consumed copious amounts of uh, the giggle bush, then I would have been very interested in like a 3D full immersion experience, but it's still three and a half hours long, and that's that's too long for anything that doesn't really have a story. Uh, it has a story, but it's not much of a story, is it? <laughs> well, it's not. It's so it has a story, but it's not a three and a half hour long story. It's like a ninety minute story, right? And and so much of it, I mean, you know, and so much of it is the visuals, and it's the visuals, and hey, we're back in this Pandora place, and. You know, hey, 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 and and they're kind of he's kind of going going like the Gola route, the cloning route, you know. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's got exactly the same fucking characters and exactly the same story. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't very thrilled with the whole thing. I think Sarah watched to the end. I I was asleep, so I don't know how it ended. And I know you said it ended on a cliffhanger. Even if I had known what the cliffhanger was, I'm sure I would not be that super interested in the next one. But oh, it wasn't that great of a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the next one's Did it have something X. to do with that? Did it have that spider? Did it have something to do with that spider kid or what's his name? No, you know what? It's so forgettable. I don't even remember what the cliffhanger was, to be honest. <laughs> you were so gung ho on our on our movie episode when you're like, oh, and it ends on a cliffhanger, so that's good. And now you're like, I don't even remember what that cliffhanger was. It was very forgettable. All right, Vis- visuals are good though. Visuals, visuals are, good. are good. Yeah, if you can't see it in a theater, don't watch it. <laughs> and if you can't sit still for three and a half hours in a theater, don't watch it. Go watch uh, Top Gun Maverick or something. I think that's still in theaters. I don't know. It's on Amazon, I think. It's easy to rake in a lot of money when you spend like six months out of the year in theaters. Right. Oh. I am near the end of this cigar, by the way. Me as well. My fingers are getting a little bit toasty. Mine are as well. Uh, this cigar do was Do you think good. I should do more? Should I do more voices on the podcast or should I just talk normal? I don't know. I'm kind of experimenting. Oh, you know, that's this up is, to you, man. They might think that we have guests. This is the experimental episode. I have guests <laughs> in my head and they tell me to straight pipe my car, uh, but don't if it's illegal in your municipality. Yes. <laughs> in Minecraft. Yes. Uh, yeah, I like this cigar. It, uh, it didn't, I don't think it really changed a whole lot throughout. Very no, solid. No, at the end it is. At, at the, the end, end it's, it's a little bit peppered. different. Yeah. 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 I like the, the finish is very nice. The last, you know, inch or so is peppery. Uh, otherwise it was very smooth. I don't know what the term yeah. is for these kind of like lighter wrappered cigars. Um, 
but they kind of, if they're really good, they kind of have, it's not like a butter taste, but you know, like when you're like, oh yeah, I went through the water like butter. I went through the water like a, a Navi. Um, it's kind of like mm. that. Yeah. It's just smooth and creamy. Yep. Creamy, creamy. That's it. Um, yeah. Because it's only, Navi are only smooth in the water if they're a water Navi, not a forest Navi. And forest yeah, Navi and water Navi can be racist towards one another, but heaven forbid you're not a Navi and you point out the differences, then, and then that person's the racist, so. Oh, right, you know. <laughs> oh, geez. American Politics 101. There we go. So. All right. Uh, yeah. I would recommend it. Go out and get one. Yep. I would recommend it. Stay tuned for next week because we're going to smoke another Gurkha torpedo. Thanks for listening. Be safe, have fun. Oh,